Hello, this is Jerry Durham, and I want to welcome you to the Front Desk series of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast. I've always said that people are the true disruption in healthcare, and the Front Desk people are a huge part of this. Thanks for listening. All right. Hello. Welcome to episode 36 of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast, the second one that's uh, posted with the video. So if you are currently listening, welcome. If you want to check in later to YouTube, you can do that too. And check me out on a dark night with poorly, in a poorly lit room. So again, episode 36 of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast, the front desk series number seven. And uh, today, uh, what I want to do is go over this uh, question that I've been talking a lot about over the last month, and that is what is customer service? And that's a question. And that's a question as a business owner, as a practice owner, as someone who needs to get people trained, okay? Because if I go to you and ask you what is customer service, um, and we talk about restaurants, and we talk about shopping, and we talk about getting your car service, we talk about a barbershop, we'll all tell a story, right? And so that's takeaway number one is it's a story, right? So I want to go into that a little deeper today because what I run into a lot of times is people asking me questions about getting customer service training. And I want to make it clear about what I hear people expect from this and what I don't hear. So again, the big question today is what is customer service? So let's, let's dive right in here. Because if uh, any of you have heard me talk about this, you know, uh, when I have people come to me and say, hey, Jerry, I need front desk training. I say, cool, I can do that for you. They then say, I need customer service training for my front desk. I say, okay, I can do that if you can answer me one question. And what is that one question? I say, how are we going to measure success? And this is what I hear when I ask that question. I say, how are we going to measure success? Exactly. I hear dead air. So the issue here is people are saying I need front desk customer service training because they really don't know what they should expect from their front desk. Okay. So this is really what I want to go into today. And what I want everybody to understand is, is customer service over time has come to mean something that is reactive, right? And really we do customer service training so we can learn how to deal with a unhappy customer client patient. We can learn how to deal with someone who's had a billing problem. We can learn how to deal with someone who's calling to cancel an appointment. We can learn how to deal with someone who's asking questions in a conversation in a direction that I don't want to go to. People call that customer service training. I say, well, that's, that's reactive, right? But let's get away from that mindset. And it's not measurable. How do you measure it? This is the other interesting thing. Customer service to me, its success is measured by the absence of something. And what is that? The absence of irate people or unhappy customers. And I'm like, eh, I really don't want to measure business success by measuring the absence of something I don't want. How about we measure success, right? How about we measure and emphasize the things we do want? So instead of talking about how many unhappy customers did we get this week, how many people did we call and cancel? How about how many people did we get rescheduled this week? How many people arrived, right? What was our vacancy rate, right? 
right? Of all the people arrived, you know, who showed up. So customer service is just this absence of something. And I don't think it's a good measurement. And I don't think it is good to set up a business with systems that are reactive. Now, Jerry, so what do we do instead of that? And I'd say this, we look at the patient experience. The patient experience is proactive, right? So if someone comes to me and says, I want to train my front desk in the patient experience, I say, that's great. Because what that means is we are now going to take the practice and the front desk through understanding your client or your patient's life cycle within your business. So now we're being proactive. We're not waiting for something bad to happen. We're making sure it doesn't happen. I always tell people the best customer service training is to make sure something doesn't happen, right? Instead of waiting for the bad phone call to come about the billing, prevent the bad phone call from coming about the billing. And that is patient experience training, right? And that is what the front desk training course that I created with Todd Woodstrom is built around. And this is what I've been preaching for the last nine to 10 years is understanding your patient or your client's life cycle within your practice so that you can do what? So that you can then create the patient experience that you want them to have. This is the beauty of the patient experience versus customer service again is with patient experience is you get to create the emotional experience you want them to have. Remember I said, if I asked you a story about good customer service, sorry, if I asked you to describe good customer service, you would tell me a story about something that happened to you recently and it would be emotional. Well, that is the definition of a patient experience. It's the emotions that occur during their journey in your practice, right? So from the moment they first see your website, from the moment they first engage with your front desk staff, from the emails they get, to the way they're treated when they arrive, to the way the providers talk to them, to the way they're scheduled after the end of the evaluation, to the ways they're uh, communicated with in between the visits, to the way the provider staff speaks to them in between the visits, that's all part of the patient or client experience within your practice. And the beauty is you get to define that and you get to set up how you want that to occur, right? Because really what's happened over time is customer service is basically training and communication skills, listening skills, right? Learning how to manage expectations, learning how to manage trust, right? Which is really, you know, it's funny when people say, well, they, you know, no, it's like, oh yeah, it was great customer service. And again, they tell a story, right? And really it is all those skills that should be used naturally every day, okay? Right, you can't exceed every day. You can't exceed someone's expectations every day. So my thing is with the patient experience training is you train people how to measure, sorry, how to set, and how to manage people's expectations. Ah, now it's gonna be, yeah, I had a great experience with that company. Yeah, their customer service was great. Well, what part of it? Well, they listened to me, right? They took care of me. They made sure I got the times I wanted. They called me by my name. They referenced my goals. All that is basic stuff, right? That's not customer service training. That's understanding a patient or client's journey in your practice right? 
Again, customer service training is awaiting that call and that complaint about that billing statement that someone didn't expect. Let me give you this great example about how that gets managed, right? So instead of saying, well, we're gonna train everybody on how to manage a, a phone call from a customer who's upset about a billing issue, I say this, why don't we go back and prevent the billing issues? And in the same way that we're going to train people to have these conversations and manage expectations, even for those slight people who sneak through the cracks, the conversation is a hell of a lot easier because we all know how we manage that conversation prior to this coming on. Does that make sense to you? So if we're training for the patient experience and we teach people how to manage and set expectations, if we follow that consistently, that's the other thing, patient experience is about consistency of systems. Every phone call gets answered the same way. Every discussion about money gets handled the same way, right? Again, it's not absence of something. It's expecting something, right? And knowing that's how I have to train my team because this is the patient experience I created within my practice for the patient as they go through their life cycle in my practice, as they go through their journey in my practice, right? And so throwing these terms around yet they're not interchangeable they are not interchangeable at all okay so let me go back to that billing issue right everybody wants help dealing with a billing issue say a billing issue two weeks two months after someone is finished their course of care is a expectations issue and if you understand their journey within your practice and then you understand what experience you want them to have then you will make sure that doesn't occur. And even if it does occur, occur, they'll be ready for it and it won't be the same response. And you won't need to send them to a customer service person or the customer service department. It'll just get managed by whoever answers the phone. That's the other thing about patient experience is everybody on the team understands the patient's journey within the practice. So regardless of who answers the phone, regardless of where this person is in their journey, everybody knows pretty much what's going on and what's been done and what's been delivered. The front desk does not have to know how to treat patients and the providers don't know how to manage insurance stuff or finance stuff, yet they know that this was discussed, right? Providers know the cost per visit and how, the, how cost goes at your company and how the practice goes of collecting on each visit goes. So when someone starts sharing with a provider, well, I didn't know this and that about my costs, they will already have some insight into, okay, I hear what you're saying, right? Let me get you back, you know, when we're done with the visit today, let me bring you back up to the front desk and make sure that they can help you with this conversation. And that's it. And the provider gets to be the provider and the front desk gets to be the front desk. Yet, as any great team, they know what other members of the team are doing, okay? So the best way to deal with the billing issue is make sure that people know on the first phone call and before they ever arrive what the expectations are around payment, around cost, right? That's why I started the cost verification service, right? That's why I stopped giving people their benefits and just started giving people their cost because people want cost. And when we give them their benefits, we're just creating we're not solving any problems and we're creating more problems because we're not getting cutting straight to the chase. We're not wanting to learn how to get people's cost. 
we just give them their insurance benefits and we think that's going to solve the problems. They want their benefits. Well, they've never been given their cost and they actually want their cost. So if you go out of your way and you figure out how to get them their cost, then we're going to solve more problems before they ever occur. All right. Here's another good way to manage people's expectations and set expectations around billing issues that occur when they're discharged, right? Or after a course of care, right? There's nothing worse than getting a phone call from, you know, Steve in billing two months after you've left your course of care, right? You were happy. You got the outcomes you desired. In your mind, you paid every time and you paid what you were due. And then some guy named Steve calls you <clears throat> from the billing department at ABC Physical Therapy, whom you have never met, to tell you you owe more money. Or you get that statement that says you owe more money and you call back and you got to talk with Steve, someone you never met. You met the front desk, you met the PT assistant, you met your physical therapist, you met the age, you met everybody. Everybody was awesome. And now this experience is going to blow up because of a billing statement and a billing issue, right? So what I say you do is, again, you start to manage cost on the first phone call and you tell people you get them their costs. In network out, in network cash pay, it doesn't matter. Deliver value before price, but you get them their price. And what you do, if you are managing people's billing for them, whether you're handing out a super bill or you're an in-network clinic, doing it straight up contracted, doesn't matter. This is, again, nothing I've ever taught, nothing I've ever preached, nothing I've ever talked about is payer specific. It's payer agnostic. None of this stuff has to do with in-network, out-of-network, or cash pay. But let's say you're an in-network clinic. What I say is you send out a, um, you send out a video and an email, and you tell, the, you tell the patient to expect it. And the video and the email is from your billing team. And in that picture is Steve. So let's say you have two people in the back. It's like, and you send the video out after about the third visit when you know people will start to be receiving EOBs in the mail. Explanation of benefits. The biggest misnomer on the fucking face of the earth. You, you and I both know 100% of the time people will be confused by their EOBs. Why not cut it off at the pass? All right. So you send a video out after visit three. And the video is like, hi, I'm Steve. Hi, I'm Jeanette. We're the billing team at ABC Physical Therapy. Hey, we know that you probably got one of these in the mail and they actually hold up an EOB and they make a running, you know, they make a joke that that stands for explanation of benefits. And we know it doesn't explain anything to you. So if you have any questions about this sheet of paper you got and what you owe and what you paid, please call and ask for Steve or Jeanette in the billing department with any questions and we are happy to do it. Do us a favor. Don't bring that in and ask your provider or your physical therapist about that because they're not the ones trained in this. You want to turn to us. Steve and Jeanette, we're here to help you with any billing issues with your insurance company. And that's the end of the video. And maybe the people understand the EOB, maybe they don't. Now they have allies. They have people, right? We just set expectations. You may have questions about your billing. You may have issues, I probably didn't say it, but we could even work this in. You may have issues about your billing. We are the solution for you. So now, when this person gets a bill two months after, two weeks after they complete their course of care, and it says they owe $230, they're thinking, man, Steve and Jeanette told me this may happen. 
or man, Steve and Jeanette are the ones I got to turn to. Or they get a call from Steve or Jeanette. Hey, Jerry, it's Steve over at ABC Physical Therapy. I'm in the billing department. Oh, yeah. Hi, Steve. I, you know, I know you. I saw your video. There's this connection. And there's also this connection that Steve and Jeanette are there to solve problems for me. They're not there to collect $230 from me. Right. So again, that is how we manage the patient experience. That is not a customer service training. There was nothing in there about customer service training. That was, I understand my patient's journey in my practice. I understand that billing may be an issue. I understand that they'll get an EOB at about after visit 405. I understand they may be confused by the EOB. I understand later, right, I may have to have my billing team interact with them. I solved like four problems with one video. This comes from understanding your patient's life cycle within your practice that now you can create the experience you want to create. And the experience is the systems you plug in. The experience is their emotional response. The story they remember from doing business with you, from doing physical therapy with you. And the beauty is, like I said at the beginning, you get to create the experience. Sending out a video of your billing team, making sure they know. I now get to manage this. I get to decrease the emotion of fear. I get to decrease the emotion of doubt. I get to decrease the emotion of uncertainty. And I get to build trust. That is me managing and creating the experience. Right? Completely opposite of training my team on, you know, we're going to have billing issues. So this is how you're going to deal with them. You can't train Steve and Jeanette enough on how to do a phone call properly when they are the voice of doom and gloom. Right? That's customer service training is training them just how to manage these people that call Matt. And I say, let's, let's make sure they're never created. All right. So what is customer service? I, I, I don't even know how to define it anymore. I, I call customer service the basic communication and listening skills everybody should have. So basically, customer service just becomes a minimal expectation. Did someone look up at me, right? Nobody needs to be trained in that. And if your practice needs training in that, then you got more trouble than you thought, right? Once you understand their life cycle, once you understand the experience you want to create, then yes, along the way, then we train how to manage a first phone call properly. Yet the first phone call is now not trying to prevent something, it's trying to manage and set expectations. It's trying to set the caller up for success. It's trying to set the provider up for success, right? That's the difference with thinking patient experience or client experience and customer service. So, you know, in my friend desk training course, you'll still see, we still do a customer service track, but that's after we've gone through, right? The customer life cycle or the client life cycle and the client experience. We then say, okay, you know, awesome, awesome customer service. But if you look at it, it's basic communication, listening, right? Skills this is all it is. And everybody should have it. And basically they turn out to be great life skills also. All right. So again, the patient experience is that emotional journey they go through. It is the story they recall about your practice. It's when you call and ask them how, you know, how'd everything go? And they, 
they share things and you hang up and you're like, hmm, they didn't even mention if they got better or not, right? That's that emotional journey. That's how you want them talking about you. Yes, you will deliver. Yes, your providers will deliver. Yes, the people who who should stay and get better will get better. Yet that's not what they're going to share with people. Where do I have to go, you know, for my low back pain when I'm talking to my friend? You got to go over to ABC Physical Therapy. Well, why? Well, you know, they really made it about me. They listened to what I wanted and they made sure the exercises I had were the exercises I needed. And they made sure I knew how to do them, right? And they always asked me at the beginning of each visit, you know, how, how I was doing related to the two goals I shared with them, right? And they still haven't shared if they got better or not. Right. And you'll have people referring other people to you because you sent them out to another specialist because you weren't the right person for them. Yeah. They really listened to me and they made sure I got to the right place. You should start with these guys. I know they can take care of you. Right. That's understanding your client, patient, customers, life cycle within your practice and creating that experience. That is not customer service training and customer service training will never get you that because I would argue and we can go back with every great company you've ever encountered where you said they deliver great customer service. I would counter that they understand their patient's journey better than anybody else that you've dealt with in that industry. Finance world, restaurant world, right? I mean, restaurants from the front desk, right? Front desk, sorry. <laughs> Thinking of the uh, healthcare world, right? The person who answers the phone, you know, the... Um, the mater d, the hostess, the host, right? To the music being played, to the ambiance, to, right? The way you're served, the way you're greeted, right? All of it, that's part of the experience, right? And those are the things you talk about because you know you can get good food just about anywhere. So where do you get that extra little bit, right? That comes from people who understand what their customers want, what their clients want. And understanding that is their life cycle, right? So what are all the touch points, right? What happens when they first see my website? What happens when they first call? What happens when they first arrive, right? Those are all the touch points. And then you're thinking about, right, how do I want to decrease fear, doubt, and uncertainty and build trust during all these steps? That's now building out the experience, right? And one of the best things, I love this managing and setting expectations is what I've found over time is people don't hate paperwork in healthcare. Think about this, right? You set up customer service to deal with people complaining about paperwork. You know what? They don't, they don't hate paperwork. They hate not knowing what to expect from the paperwork. So I have built in that phase two of your um, patient's life cycle from first phone call to arrival that the front desk or through an email series of emails, people actually know how many pieces of paperwork there'll be and what exactly each one is for and why they're filling it out. Then magically the complaints about the paperwork disappear. So again, understanding the journey, understanding the experience you wanna create. I want people to know, right? Everything that they have, right? Why am I filling this out? Well, I thought, well, instead of waiting for them, and I learned that by um, sitting at the front desk and hearing people all the time asking about why they're filling out this paperwork. I thought, why don't we just tell them on the first phone call? And it magically, right? Getting them their cost instead of insurance benefits. I've got zero, you know, one, two, three percent, right? Complaints around billing and everything like that. 
So there's no excuse for anybody to be having these billing issues at the level that we do in physio, let alone healthcare. All right, so customer service is reactive. The patient experience is proactive. You wanna be proactive. Quit thinking about customer service training. Customer service training is what occurs. Once you understand your patient's experience and you put the systems in, then the conversations occur, the expectations get managed, the trust gets built, the fear, doubt, and uncertainty disappears. And now there's, there's no need for a customer service department. Again, you know, this training thing, I won't, uh, I won't throw that term out completely because customer service training, I just call, you know, life training, conversation training, life skills, conversation skills is really what it is. And we've, we've tried to create it to be something else to fill a need of something we don't understand. And that's where the patient experience fits in. All right. The beauty is too, customer service can't really be measured. There's no measurement for it. How are you going to measure it, right? Patient experience can be measured. You measure it through MPS scores. You measure it through decreased drop-offs, right? So again, arrival rate. Again, we can flip all these to the positive. Decreased drop-offs is, right, is arrival rate. Vacancy rates down. Arrival rates up, right? New patient arrival is up. So quit measuring things you don't want, right? I want new patient arrival, so that's what we're going to measure it. Right. I want my vacancy rate to stay very low. Right. We're measuring success with all these NPS scores. Right. NPS scores, uh, net promoter score correlate directly with revenue in your practice. All right. So there you go. It's really something to dig into this. What is customer service? Because I just want you to get that out of your head and start understanding your client or patient's life cycle and then understanding the experience you want to create for them and then building it the hell out. Remember that it all starts with the front desk because everything I told you, how to solve a billing issue, move it up to your front desk, managing it, right? How to solve an arrival issue, right? No show cancel rate. I solve that through my front desk. NPS scores go up when people know what to expect and then that's delivered upon. That starts at the front desk. Right, no more customer service training, and we're trying to figure out these this patchwork, right, of how to how to fix these things. No, understand your customer, client, patient's life cycle in your practice. Bring the team together around it, and you'll be successful. Cheers, all. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Healthcare Disruption Podcast. If you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes and write us a review. We'd love to uh, see your thoughts and opinions on this. And uh, if you really like what you heard, then want you to subscribe so you make sure and get the uh, latest notifications every time we post a new episode. If you want to stay in touch with Jerry, make sure and head on over to jerrydurhampt.com and click on the Stay in Contact button. And I tend to hang out on Instagram at jerrydurhampt and Facebook at Jerry Durham PT. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you again. Bye-bye.